Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode number 13. Uh, we're Dan and Andy. This is the Sports Edition tonight. Andy, how are you? I am good. How about yourself? Very good. We're at the end of January, 13th episode here of Season 5. We're going to be heading into you know, NASCAR coming up, The Clash, the PGA Masters. The pitchers and catchers for a couple weeks. A lot of stuff going on, but we got football to talk about. Little Let's football. start off with the trivia question. All right. Let me go to my notes here. Let's see if we notes. have it in our notes. Here we go. Okay, go ahead. Only There's only pitcher to win seven consecutive World Series starts, and each one was a complete game. Not So not his last seven, but all he had was seven. At one time, he had seven straight starts. They were all seven. wins. They were complete games. In the World Series, and they were yes. all complete games, and they were all wins. Ooh, that's a great stat. We'll get to the stat answer for the trivia question at the end of the show, and it's baseball because, Andy, baseball's shortly around the corner. Two weeks, they start reporting to camp? Yeah, the 14th. Oh, a little more than two weeks. Yep. Games start, uh, regular season, it's going to be – I haven't seen that the Twins have announced who they're inviting to camp yet as far as the non-roster invites. I did see in the last hour – uh, twin second baseman Polanco traded to the Mariners for real. Would I lie to you? Are you kidding? Was that for real? I saw it on the Facebook. So, what am right, I? We gotta, check, on the we gotta check it out. I just did an episode, uh, a live stream the yeah. other day talking about the twins, and the focus was pitching, starting pitching for this upcoming year. But a bunch of the show, uh, several minutes of it was talking about trades, trades, and trade bait, including Polanco and things like that. But I've heard that the Blue Jays and Mariners are both in the hunt, but the Mariners yeah. got Polanco. Because I'm babbling on here, you check out the Sports and Songs Facebook page and see what All it right. says. I'm going to check it out because now I'm interested in uh, in that information. But here's your screen. We'll talk about some yes. sports here. We'll see how everything shakes out. I do have to say first word from our sponsor. We got a new sponsor here. Yes, Midwest Shuttle. Um, those of us out here in the Watertown area, Waconia area, need a shuttle, you need a ride to the airport every now and then. Midwest Shuttle is where you go to. Oh, I didn't Check know. out Midwest Shuttle on the Facebook. And here's her little prices. She's got her little logo on the top there. there Allie, get a hold of her. Midwest Shuttle service on Facebook. Well, maybe. Airport. Yeah, she's right here, Watertown gal. Maybe this could uh, be a good venue to get to and from uh, the Medina. I don't think she'll do Medina. I think she's doing just airport stuff. Airport, okay. Yes, airport. Well, we'll shuttle. certainly check that out because that's uh, that's obvious. Uh, yeah, a good a good airport deal. Airport right. only. But you never know what she might work into. But yeah, good gal, give her a holler. Look her up on Facebook. Go from there. Now we'll get to the meat and potatoes here. Nice. Here's who's cheering for who in the Super Bowl. Kansas, Missouri cheering for the Chiefs. Oh, yes. And the rest of the free world could really give two shits. So there I said it. Yes. And and Kansas City there, the cities, you know, overlap. There. There's a Kansas City East and, uh, you know, West. But uh, I, I really seriously think if you ask sports-minded people, this will be one of the lowest-rated Super Bowls ever. Okay, there's a – you probably have it coming up, but there's a meme yeah. I wanted to discuss later on, but we'll let you get to that yeah. first. I just – I'll get to it all later. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Also, I've always said X players should be refs. 
Well, ta-da. Terry Killens will become the first player to both play in and officiate a Super Bowl game. Oh, that I did not know. Because I've always kind of said, you know, hey, if you're that college player, rookie guy, you blow out a knee or an elbow, why not be a ref? You're kind of in shape, and young man's doing it, so good for him. That's awesome. Probably get paid more as a ref than a player. Wait, sorry. Wow. Kind of ruining my stuff later. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Every NFL season has featured either Curly Lambeau, Tom Landry, or Bill Belichick as a coach. Every NFL season ever. <laughs> so, you know, Lambeau, good for a little bit. Lambeau, Packers, Landry, Cowboys, Belichick, you know, Ravens. Landry was with the Broncos, I believe, at the start of his career. This is just as a coach. So it could be an assistant, a coordinator, whatever. Okay. These guys were coaching. What are these They've three? They've covered these three coaching. They've been in the coaching. 57 years of football or whatever the NFL's been around. Every, yep. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So that's, let that soak in there, too. I like it. Which, well, you can't think about it. Look at the, the Steelers. have had three coaches in the last, what, 40 years? So. Yes, yes. All right. Good dive into this WWE thing. You know, we talk wrestling here once in a while. Um, I was going to do a special episode on it, but since the sports stuff was kind of small this week, I threw it in this episode. So here we go. All right. Going to backtrack a little before we get into this. About four years ago, it came up that Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, his character was a little too close to real life for him with the allegations of affairs and with other gals. Not the wrestlers, but front office people, office gals, secretaries, okay? Um, And he kind of stepped away for a while, but... Then he came back slowly, but his attitude era of Vince McMahon with the his attitude towards the women, that was not far from who he really was. Well, fast forward to today, this weekend, Vince McMahon officially resigns from all his roles with TKO. TKO is the company that bought them and um, the MMA group held by Dana White. Vince was still on the board. He officially stepped away from everything. In his report, he says, I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant, which is Janelle Grant, that's the lady in question here, that her lawsuit is, is repile, it's lies, it's obscene, it's lies. It's, okay, no offense. It sounds like Donald Trump's speech right now. Okay? Vince, you got your hands caught in the cookie jar. Just admit it, you were eating the cookies. Yep. Not that we're going to forgive you, but just there's too much stuff against you to say you didn't do it. Um, he looks forward to clearing his name. However, out of respect for the WWE universe, the extraordinary TKO business and its board members and shareholders and partners and dot that. So basically, before you sue me and take everything away from me, I'm going to step away is what he's saying. Okay. Uh, man, he was accused of sex trafficking by former WWE employee Janelle Grant, allegedly defected by her head. And tried to traffic her to Brock Lesnar, local boy here. Local Minnesotan. Just over in the Delano. Um, <laughs> and also Johnny Laronitis, Laronitis um, brother the animal of the Road Warriors, also from Minnesota. Yeah. I'm surprised this isn't on the Channel 4 News. These are Minnesota people. Yes. Because if Minnesota does something great, it's all over the... Anyway. So... Um, 
so Triple H after the last pay per view, instead of having like a, a pre prepared statement, he just really stepped on his tongue through the whole thing, trying to avoid it. There should be a prepared speech beforehand, or just tell the guys, hey, we're having the press conference after our pay per view. We're not talking about the Vince stuff. They did. So he wasn't wasn't prepared and no. tried to just kind of wing it. Neil's, but we've had a great week because WWE just signed this great deal with Netflix. Why is it talking about this great week we've had? I mean, the great week where the owner of your company had to step down because of sex allegations, sex trafficking. And the reason wow. it falls under sex trafficking is she worked there with them. So if she traveled with them to state to state, and this happened state to state with the same person, that's considered sex trafficking. I just play an attorney on TV on a podcast. Wow. That's see, that's interesting. Yep. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Major news. Vince McMahon resigned from all roles of TKO. Um, so again, this was all the news coming out. Ronda Rousey, former WWE member, former MMA fighter, participant. I don't know what term they go by. Bruce Pritchard, who's another employee at WWE, was kind of Vince's right-hand man. Shows Bruce Pritchard is basically Vince's avatar. If he's still around, Vince still has his hand in the business. Vince was still running things through Bruce when he was quote-unquote gone before. Hmm. Remember I said before Vince stepped away and came back? But he was still texting and calling Bruce and getting stuff done because the product cleaned up for a while. And then Vince was still gone, but a lot of fans saw it taking a Vince turn again. Yeah. So we all kind of knew what was going on. Um, here, Maria Canellas, former WWE employee. Uh, sometimes I look back at my life and things I witnessed, experienced, and overcame. I wonder how I survived, feeling very grateful. God is good. So even some of the gals who aren't there anymore are going to say something. And especially the ones who know they don't want to go back. Like everybody else keeps going back there at the end. This is a gal who's made her money. She's doing good in AEW with ROH. Running that, her and her husband over there, they're fine. There's no want to go back, so I'll say what I want to say now. It's okay to burn the bridges now. Yeah, there's no no. Now, problem. this one gal, this Janelle Grant, she was this office position. I can't remember her exact position. Making $100,000 a year. All of a sudden, with Johnny Laronitis and Vince, this whole sex triangle between the three of them, all of a sudden she got a job as Johnny's assistant at $200,000 a year. Nice. So a lot of people start saying Vince was using company money to shut her up. No, she got a pay raise for a job promotion, so I kind of covered it. Because when the first allegations came out, in the uh, non-disclosure agreement, it was a million dollars up front, so many million over time. I think this Vince missed a payment. Because who else would be bringing all this out unless it's someone in the company who just wants Vince gone? The scary yeah. thing is, Paul Levesque, Triple H, who's running it now, who's his son-in-law, who was there all along too, you better start watching your back, son. And here's what's funny over the Royal Rumble weekend. Originally reported, and this, I kid you not, was like within hours. Slim Jim reportedly pulled their sponsorship from the Royal Rumble due to the Vince McMahon allegations. Vince officially steps down, steps away. Fast forward a couple hours later, Slim Jim is back as the main sponsor of the Royal Rumble. So you can uh. say it's just Slim Jim, but that's your major sponsor. They've always sponsored this pay-per-view forever. Look at Bud Light. You lose one sponsorship deal, no one's going to want to be your sponsor. Yeah. So if 
just a little old Slim Jim backed out. Who else wants to work at WWE? Wow. Well, it's gotten important things. Sports that are not fixed or entertainment. We are one week away from the Coliseum. Now, this will be a, a night race next weekend. But they take LA Coliseum, they tar it down, and they put NASCAR cars out there. One more week for yeah. the Clash Coliseum. And then, and then they rip it all back up again. It's lots it of asphalt. It's and a great idea because it kicks off. They've been using this now for how many? Three years mm-hmm. to kick off the season. And it kind of it gets yep. people excited. It gets people to watch. And it's not it's a, a bad idea. Format. The guys kind of can break off the roughs from the offseason, you know. Y'all get to see each other, work with your new team. It's, yeah, it's called The Clash. They have it there at the Coliseum in L.A. It's a very interesting event. It's very expensive, but they're obviously making some good money to be able to uh, to, to do that costly proposition, but uh, very interesting. And Fox gets the first few races, and here's the Fox new crew up in the booth. It is Denny Hamlin. And then Clint, no relation, Boyer at the end there. Nice. And Mike Joy in the middle. So your Fox announcer is actually kind of interesting there. You know, the uh, just just one thing here before yes. we move on. You know, the Coliseum is always one of those tough things to, to put fans in the seats. It, it seats so many people. It's so big. It used to be a big you know, track and field uh, location okay. for the, for the what, the 84 Olympics. Yep. And so now you have, you know, baseball. They've tried doing baseball there. Football's there all the time. Super of course, Bowl's been there, I believe. Super Bowl. But now you get this race where you can – not really a bad seat in the house – sitting there and they can pack it in it's uh i know we held trial to our last intern out there too yes west coast reporter perfect all right here's this little comparison women's basketball south carolina number one against number nine lsu drew 1.55 million million celtics and he drew 1.38 million and they're professionals college women drew 1.55 Again, I'll let that sit there for a little bit. See that? That's and I didn't see this one before. That is amazing to see that stat. And I just want to let you know that we're talking about basketball numbers for college women here. And Caitlin Clark's name isn't mentioned, so it's not just her. It's good matchups. Good teams are getting the ratings. Boy, that is unbelievable. And you the thought Celtics we couldn't plug women's basketball without saying Caitlin Clark's name. Well, we did. Kind of. Yeah. Wow. And just to bring it up, South Carolina did win that game, seventy-six seventy. Dawn Staley, coach of South Carolina, is now 15 and 0 versus LSU since 2012. LSU's been good since 2012, too. They weren't bottom feeders this whole time. Yes. That'd be like, well, they're probably were close. I, I hate to use it, but it'd be like North Carolina being 15 and 0 against Duke. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen because of the rock, but that would be the would, same type of thing. The average person would think that record back and forth would be so much closer to that. If At least not 10 and 5. But 15 and 0 is just unreal. Yeah, you figure at least 10 and 5, maybe. Yes. 15 donut. So they just here. have their number, my goodness. So say here at Shadow Studios, 15 donut. Donut, yes, of course. I like it. And here is, as of yesterday, the women's college basketball. And look, and look at the previous rankings at the side, too, how people have dropped and back up and everything else. You know, Kansas State went up from four to two. Iowa up from five to three because two and three both lost. So they drop. You know, these women's numbers drop. Ohio State's up from eight to number from number 12. You know, yeah, LSU stayed at nine because well, you lost the number one team, so it's not that bad. You only lost by six. You know, UConn dropped from eight to eleven. 
because they had a loss in there. So, and here's the Big Ten women's standings: Iowa eight and one, Indiana eight and one. These are conference records. Ohio State eight and one. So, Big Ten's looking busy. And it's never too early to talk about the 2024 River Valley League West Class C playoff format. Okay. Mark your days right there now. Okay, got it. For those of you who are listening, check our Facebook page. I shared it there too. But July 24, 26, 27, 28. Now, if I recall, that's usually when Rails to Trails was going on out here in Watertown that last weekend in July. So but this is the River Valley League, so it might be a little double dipping for me. A lot, a lot of miles will be put in that day. Yeah, and, and to keep in mind too, it's it's not just to see you know the championship of the semifinals. Each of these games will be good because uh, of the talent here at the Class C level. So if yep. you can make any one of these games, you're going to see some good baseball. And because of the draft situations, because you might be in the, the consolation game, those players, those pitchers are pitching to move on. Yeah, yeah. Lots you know. of pitching depth here in this section as well. Now, then let's look at this picture. The 1986 Jordan State Champions. Anyone you know on that team, Dan? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the, the good guys in the back, the tall dudes. You know, you get uh, Goat Henches and John Beckman and, and another a couple other Beckmans there on the group. These guys uh, were – I remember going to these games in Class C, and these guys were all, uh, all studs, all good – Ball players right here. Now, were you the one taking the picture then, or were you? Like- no, no. In fact, I went to some of those games, but I don't think I went to that title game. I'm not sure where where that one was that year, or was it? No, '86. Um, I don't know. But there, there's the guys all right there, including the draftees. Yep. They didn't even include them in the picture, too, so that's kind of nice. A young Charlie Larka in the front row there, yeah. second from the right. I wonder if Pat Cheetah's in that picture as a draftee. Oh, never mind. No, no. Uh, no maybe uh, not. Yeah, he would not have. Too young, too young, but you boy. So? Maybe just missed the cut. Yeah. Got to love the pants there. Uh, and the yeah, green that cut. gold. That's not yellow. That's mustard, I think. That's, that's like a mustard right there. That's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, no, hey, if you yes. go back, uh, one thing, Andy, our, our sports fan listeners might uh, might know this here, but the tall guy in the middle there, the Dave Henches, the GOAT, you know, that's his son, Sam Henches, for the Cleveland Indians, the pitcher. Okay. That's the connection there uh, with him. That's his son pitching in the, in the majors, uh, Cleveland Indians, tall drink of water. But uh, Like your cliche says, all we do is educate. Yes. Educate, educate, educate. And owner of the Utah Jazz has submitted a formal request to the National Hockey League to expand the Salt Lake City. Here's my like and dislike on this. I love the fact that NHL wants to expand Lemieux Hockey. Right now we have four divisions with eight teams each. This would screw things up. We need to find three more towns to expand real quick to join in. Or at least one more. Have two nine-man and two eight-man divisions. Something. Maybe a team relocates. I don't know, but Salt Lake City wants hockey now. Okay. So we'll see how that works out. I can see. I could see them. Yeah, that sound. That makes sense. And now the soapbox. All right. Let's hear it. The NFL. All right. Here we go. I've said these things before. We kind of put it in a nutshell here. The Baltimore Ravens cost themselves the game. Because of the NFL. 
They want to be all showy and flashy and this and that. So the guy was already like in his camera time. Oh, funny. They called him for taunting. You see these guys got okay. Um, going blank. The running back for the 49ers. Um, uh, Christian, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, you know him for scoring touchdowns. St. Brown from the Lions. You know him for making nice catches. Um, you know, lies are names, but. Justin Jefferson, you know him for his dancing. Well, how many playoff wins does he have? McCaffrey just scores touchdowns. He's in the Super Bowl. St. Brown for the Lions just makes nice catches and scores had a great rookie year. Made the championship game. Justin Jefferson can dance. He didn't make the playoffs. Idiot for the Ravens. Likes to dance and show off. He's going back home. NFL, get your yeah. priorities straight. Tell them not to worry about so much other dancing and celebrations all the time. And worry about playing the stupid game. And you'll get your fans back. Yeah, it it was interesting to watch because that first game that uh you know the Ravens it was their mistakes that cost them the game. But then this guy got cocky and ended it. And, and the cockiness, this is all I'm going to say about the Lions. You know, you know what killed it for the Lions in that game? Halftime. They had momentum and it stopped. Oh, yes. The one guy had a a ball bounce off his face mask that guy caught it. You can't help that. <laughs> You know, little things that were just, but they had momentum, and you saw them all smiling, getting a little happy and giddy on the sideline, and you knew it was over right there. It it did remind me of that, of that Falcons Vikings ninety eight game at the half. You know, but, the, the Vikings yeah. ran it right down their throats via the air and running everything in nineteen ninety eight, and they and went into the half. Adjustments were made, and then the Falcons came back out then to win it, just like. This game now, I like the the one thing I liked about it. And I told the wife when we were watching the game is that this is one of the best games I've ever seen as far as close back and forth uh, matchups. Good, good game came down to the wire. Fun to watch. Was not a blowout. It was back and forth. But boy, that San Francisco just came back and slowly eked away. They didn't play that good in the first half, but it, they didn't make many mistakes. Well, the Lions made mistakes. This a fourth down. Costly, costly yeah. mistakes. Well, and here's the other thing. Look at the jerseys who sell. Jefferson, who dances. Lamar Jackson, who likes to dance. His is selling. Uh, Dak Prescott, who likes to do his little first down things all the times. Uh, uh, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys likes to do his showboating. Where are those guys after the first week of playoffs? Yep. Christopher McCaffrey puts his nose down and scores the ball. Scores the ball in the end zone all the time. All the time. Kansas City Chiefs, say what you will. Mahomes gets it done. Their line gets it done. And they're in the Super Bowl. And that's yeah, my first cup says. some good football, but you're right. You need the team to win it. It reminds me of the, the uh, what was it, the 87 or even or maybe the 91 Twins or maybe both, where there really wasn't the superstar or superstars. Yeah. It was all them plugging away doing it without showboating at all. And that's how you win the big games. It's all aspects of the game, offense, defense, special teams, coaching. And boy, well, I saw that the, the play where the running back was uh, going in to score and the ball was, was loose about the half yard line. And then it got kicked loose. Yep. I'm like, I just cannot believe uh, that was for the Ravens. Yeah. 
Or how many guys during the regular season? Was that? Um, wow. There was one guy during the regular season dropped the ball like at the two because he was too busy. He went to hurry up and start celebrating and dancing in the end zone with his Yes, friends. yes, and you see that. Yeah. Now you I I think that, you know class. the Lions. I overheard someone today that uh, you know the coaching. You know all these calls going forward and fourth down. Uh, you know bit him in the butt at the end. You know because of all the the high risks. Well, they may have been high risk, but they were at least worthwhile the errors they made were on the field that the the, it, the the dropped balls when got, receivers are wide open on out open on the flat there uh, and the balls that were just simply missed by detroit in that second half um all they can blame is themselves oh he makes that fourth down play he's a genius what a gutty guy what a great player what a great coach he misses that he's a moron Whatever. oh and the san francisco also had that missed field goal early in the game yeah so it was the – I think it was just the determination and, and, you know, San Francisco, I'm not sure what was said there at halftime in the locker room, but they came out and slowly plugged away. It wasn't too urgent. It wasn't just let's go down the field. That's just well, – things were handed was, to them too, though. What's I that? mean, missed, missed opportunities, missed, you know, missed fourth downs. They had some short fields there, so. Yes, it was very interesting. So that's a good soapbox right there. There's a lot of – there's a lot of showboating, dancing, and um, you know, trying to get on ESPN highlight reel. Yeah. Rather than just focusing, do those things after you're a World Series champ, after you're a Super Bowl champ, after you're a Stanley Cup champ. You can do all those things if you'd like, but not kind of like in a Durham. You can't do that. Kind of like in Bull Durham. Just fungus on your shower shoes. Yes, exactly. You win 20 in the show that people think you're classy. Until then, you're a slob. Yes. Get a ring, then you can dance. Well, the other thing I liked about Kansas City, and uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, I think we all were you know kind of big Mahomes fans early on, uh, previous years. But now it's, it's getting kind of old. But he had never won on the road, and now you get Mahomes winning the AFC title on the road, the divisional game on the road. You know, wasn't wasn't real pretty, but he got the job done, like you said. So. Yeah. That's really putting another feather in his cap, along with Kelsey, of what they can do in uh, in uh, in tough situations on the road. But here's they pressure. If they, lose, plays. if they lose the Super Bowl, he's one in three in Super Bowls. So is he still that good? Yeah, that that we'll see how that all shakes how out. How the media takes that. Oh, you're still Pat Mahomes. That's okay. Oh, Jim Kelly's zero four, and they dogged him forever. Mahomes will be one in three. Not much difference. Now, do you have anything coming up on their uh, on the quarterbacks, Super Bowl quarterbacks, their backgrounds in college? Um, no, because this is a good one. There was something I heard, and I forgot what it was. So you get so you get Purdy, the the young guy from Iowa State, Big Twelve quarterback, going yep. up against Texas Tech, Pat Mahomes. Oh, is it both number one pick against Big Twelve pick? quarterbacks? Both Big Twelve guys. I thought it was like um, was Mahomes a number one pick or no? No, uh, you know, Goff and Stafford okay. uh, were, and uh, but not not those guys. But they're, they're both big 12. So Brock Purdy, the thing I like about this is that ever since he came up as a, as a third-string quarterback, essentially it was all he ever was, all he was meant to be. And then they started winning uh, a couple of years ago. And now they find themselves in the Super Bowl. And a lot of fans, whether they're 49ers fans or not, but just thought, well, this Brock Purdy thing, how long is it going to last? He's... He's not built to be an NFL quarterback. He's just kind of winging it and getting it done. Well, now you got to put him in that category too with these wins and the seasons that he's putting up. Um, he's the real deal. Well, he's going he's up against thing. Mahomes, who can do no wrong. And I get Brock Purdy on the other side, who's this, uh, you know, 
child young athlete who never had the big uh there was never big promises made when this guy came up uh, expectations and now he's just slowly getting it done week in and week out i thought it was longer ago than this but they said it was uh when san francisco and kansas city played in the super bowl just five years ago was that kaepernick in the super bowl that was the kaepernick year then wasn't it yes so it's been five years since that moron was in there and he still played for I thought it was longer ago than that. He still hung around for a couple years afterwards. Yes, I thought it was longer ago than that. So, wow. But now we're going to see. You know, this this Super Bowl preview. We'll touch on it more next week. But you know, the big tight end matchup is going to be good. Um, yep. The quarterback matchup, the defenses. It's it should be all good. And it's in Vegas. First time ever there in the uh, Dome, Allegiant uh, Stadium there under the in the Dome of Vegas. Uh, very interesting. It's going to be a fun uh, fun deal. Right now, if you had to ask me, I'd say San Francisco by 11. Christian McCaffrey is your MVP. Yep. That's my early line. I would agree. Um, wow. Yeah. 11. That's I don't I'm think that's far off. Double-digit favorite. Yep. And also the other thing about the NFL, I'm going to continue the soapbox. I will get past the stuff. More of a Super Bowl ring on it. When you're going to have three or four different national anthems you're singing before a game, I have zero interest in watching. Yeah, when you have all that extra music between this, or you have concerts after the second timeout all the time too. Now, pretty soon, it's going to be ridiculous. Well, I, I, well, the NFL, even though they're playing football, uh, the NFL is is registered as an entertainment. They're a business. They're an entertainment business. They're the shield, entertained. They're not. Um, so that is their deal. Now, that's also one of the reasons I've watched less and less than that over the years, yep. because it's all entertained. It's all scripted out. Who's doing what, who's not, not the games necessarily, but it's just the production yeah, yeah. of who's in the halftime show, who's performing the pregame. Who's yeah, the that's a bigger before, deal than natural game. Who's the big sponsorship of the presentation of the, uh, you know, the, the lumbar, the, uh, Lombardi trophy, you know, everything's yeah. all sponsored now by every little thing. Each, each, you know that each quarter is sponsored. The halftime sports, the yeah. pregame. It's just it's all a big deal. But there's going to be a whole week of that too. That Super Bowl is going to come. There's going to be uh, acts and musical acts announced for uh, you know the Thursday before the media day, uh, the kids zone on Saturday. You know, there's there's so many things going on. It's like a bowl. It's like a college bowl Rose Bowl event. Yeah. Is a Super Bowl. That's all I got, sir. Awesome. So. What we've got is is UFL. No, no news on the UFL. No, nope. this week they've had their uh, dispersal draft. They've had their things like that. They're going to be up and ready to go here with games starting March thirtieth. Uh, we've got the final Super Bowl game. We've got three All Star College Football Division One games yet to go, and so those things will be happening as west as as far as the West. East West Shrine game, uh, the HCBC um, All-Star All -Star game, uh, and the Senior Bowl. There's things like that coming up. That's really it. College football's done uh, other than those three things. Those are things mainly that coaches and, and parents and fans show up to to watch. Uh, scouts will show up to watch those kinds of things. And then we got the draft coming up in April. Baseball around the corner, like we said. But let's get to the trivia answer. What pitcher? Seven consecutive wins, all complete games. St. Louis Cardinals, Bob Gibson. 
Yeah, and so it would have to be back in time because you don't see complete before the games. relievers and everything else. Yeah, you don't see you don't see complete games. So he was what sixties, mid late sixties, early seventies. Bob Gibson, and the Cardinals mm -hmm. were in the World Series with Stan Musial in a, you know over the years, and so he pitched seven games, won them all in the World Series, and all were complete games. That now, that's is over three different series. Yes, yeah, different series. They weren't yeah. all seven games. That's of World all Series. seven that. Year, seven no. different and typically you'd pitch two to three times in a world yep. series yep. so seven over the course of multiple seasons yeah straight wins that were all complete game wins that's a stat that's almost unbelievable on its face yeah that won't be broken uh, no never seven straight wins for a starter i don't think will be broken let alone complete games well if there's 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 players who reach their complete major league career without having seven wins in a in a World Series after their whole career. You don't even you don't even get to the World Series, much less win, much less have a complete game that many times. All right, all right. That's all I got. So next week we're going to do a Super Bowl preview. Special guest line. Working on getting a special guest. Now the other thing we're purposely, if you haven't heard anything about the Pro Bowl, that's not uh, by mistake. We here at the studio are not going to cover any kind of Pro Bowl, any kind of flag football challenge events. It's just, it's too, we got better things to do with our time here at the studios. We have pro wrestling to talk about. Like a pro wrestling. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. See ya.